All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Joel Blank and Joe George here with you till 3 o'clock on the Killer Bees. We got the Wheel of Bits coming up at 2.30. But Jordan Alvarez's day is done. His rehab, his first rehab appearance went as is. Hey, can I... Before we get to that, oh, though, yeah, go ahead. Just real quick. Yeah. This is how we take Josh and take him to the next level. Not that you always do this, but you're pretty good at it. Like, we were just talking about Nickelback. We were just talking about Creed. Well, we play the same song. I know, but we were I'll just be talking. Honest. I was just like, you know what? If you want to show, oh, this dude, he's taking it to a new level. Forget what you're supposed to play. The tie in would have been. Some t- I don't know if I want some Creed right now. Coldplay, you could have played. You could have played. You had your variety of all the different bands that either. You know, some yahoos were taking shots at, or others start, were talking will you about. Start, will, Joel, will you start singing if we play some Creed for you? No. What about some Nickelback? No. Some Coldplay? I knew some of the words, though. I know the songs. I know that Double Rods and, some of the, and King of Twitch was like, I don't know. I couldn't name one song. I could. I mean, so what? I just know with with, with arms wide open. Out of respect you to just, you. You just come right out with, when I just heard. Yeah. The out, news of, today. out of respect to the killer bees, I tend to stay on script. Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? That's just because Joe beats you that to, to no, do that. No, you do fair. your own thing your own way when you're in that chair. He's not in there. All right. I got you. See? Um, Joe goes back to the Spread yeah, your I, wings with arms wide open. I do love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. Oh, that's way back, huh? That's what I grew up on. Well, yeah. but I always said, see, I always said, especially when we're obviously working for the Rockets, was great with the Toyota Center connections, too, right? But I always said, I want to see, I, I never want to, we, we had this segment one day where it was a concert you would always have wanted to have seen, you couldn't oh, yeah, see. Yeah. Beatles is number one for me. But I saw McCartney. I didn't see, and I saw him at Toyota Center, I didn't see him at Minute Maid because the, the environment matters. I think you lose a lot in a stadium show that you get in, in an arena show. Yeah. Stevie Wonder was one of the most phenomenal concerts I've ever seen. And then to find out what a good dude he was, too, and how he treated everybody backstage and all that stuff that my my coworkers worked with him and around him. Like, Stevie Wonder, like, my dad and my parents listening to that kind of stuff. And then you hear, one, he still sounds phenomenal. He still plays all the instruments, which is amazing. And then he's a, uh, he played for, like, three hours. I'm like, I'm glad to say that I saw Stevie Wonder. I saw Prince. I saw... McCartney. If I couldn't see that, my sisters tell me about going to the Beatles concert. Yeah, I would like Beatles would be number one for me, and then Eminem is. It's like one A, one B. Beatles. I, I think I regret not seeing a Michael Jack- Jackson concert. I think Michael Jackson to me, and just music only. I'm not talking about who he was as a person and all that other stuff. Yeah, but just the music, the length of his career, the just the the, the just the amount of hit songs that he put out from different in different decades. That's, I mean, I saw Prince. I saw, you know, a lot of the big... But to, to say that I didn't see Michael Jackson, that's regrettable. Bad Take Boulevard for me. I already know it. Don't like Prince. Don't like Prince. It doesn't do it for me. I can't explain it because I know I'm supposed to. But I just... It doesn't do anything for me. Wow. Like, I mean, you talk about a dude... I know. Like, played every instrument. But, like, you know... And again, with all the hits and all the different things... and. I'm telling you, that's why I said if there's a, a really good documentary someday that really gives you the truth behind the scenes of all of that, like I'm intrigued by Paisley Park and I'm in, and intrigued by like all the how does this dude wearing women's shoes and and this is that what well, they said killed him was because he was in so much pain 
at an older age, still wearing like six inch heels or whatever it was, but insisting on wearing them and then trying to deal with the after effects is what killed him because he was taking drugs for that. Oh man, these musicians, that's good. They have such a crazy life. Like, so, go ahead. So I'm assuming definitely the Prince halftime Super Bowl show did not no, do it for No, but see, you. the thing is, is that's one of the greatest halftime shows. Absolutely. If not it, the greatest. It's, it's number one. It's not even close. Like it was awesome. It's just like I like some of his music, but like I would say like, it's just like collectively like the catalog. He's not at the top for me. You like do. Eminem, like I like for like me, like Eminem and the Beatles are my top two. I saw someone criticizing Eminem the other day, saying that his lyrics haven't transcended time the way they were supposed to. To where, yeah, because he, I mean, yeah. I, I I've always been an Eminem fan. I think in the in the case of Prince and Josh, when you mentioned that halftime show, the greatest thing about him too, when we talk about what you just played with Miranda Lambert, was that who was that that decided to get oh mad Miranda at Lambert, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. On the opposite, for that halftime show, it was raining in Miami. Yep. And they came to him, and they were like, we have serious concerns. One, you're, again, you're running around in heels, and the stage is going to be slippery. Two, we're worried about the electronics with the rain. And he knew he was going to play Purple Rain and other things. He was like, let it rain. It's I just, love it. I'm no, like, that's amazing. No, right it's, it, it is definitely like one of the greatest halftime shows, if not the number one. I think it's probably number one. I don't even know. It's number one. There's a couple. Yeah. The last couple years have been Blouses. better. Um I just, it's, Prince for me, it's just, like, it just doesn't do it for me in the way that, like, the Beatles and Eminem. Josh, do you know like, Game Blouses? I'm not familiar. Oh, the whole story about how Chappelle and his boys played Prince and his boys in a basketball game, and Chappelle did a skit about it, and and Prince played, like, in, like, a fluffy pirate shirt and all that. Oh, really? That's and funny. at the end when they won, because they were, Chappelle was saying he was wearing a blouse, and Prince's team won and went, Game Blouses, and walked off the court. <laughs> I like that. All right, Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. So his day is done. He uh, walk, strikeout, double play, and a single. Single at 108 off the single bat. Single at 108. Uh, First hit bat, too, which was good. Yeah, so right away, just a single right at the middle, 108 miles an hour. So at least he's back. And just a reminder, if he's in the lineup Friday and you mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. use promo code ESPN, you can go to the Space Cowboys game for ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 night. Promo code ESPN. Tickets in the corners. For $9.75, you pretty much can't beat that to see Jordan Alvarez and maybe Jose Altuve playing a game because it definitely feels like it's trending that way. So I'll ask you this question. We talk all, I love all this trade talk. It's so much fun. It's like draft talk. Like it's, it's so much just like hypothetical. Let's say Dana Brown, like his contract extensions, is all talk, no game, and can't make a big deal. Ooh, is Urquidy... Alvarez, Altuve, enough. Just for this team. To, to be to save the day. To be everything you need to, like, this team can still win the World Series. If you can guarantee their health, those three guys, the rest of the season, is it enough for the Astros? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that because of the injuries, that's why I'm leaning no. Because if this staff was healthy, if this staff was, I think that's right there. If the, if the staff is healthy and I'm getting Jordan and Altuve back, it maybe then I almost start saying it's a blessing they didn't have the grind of the full uh, major league season. And when Altuve got back from the last injury, he was on a tear. You could see how pissed off he was he got hurt because he was really hitting the baseball. That when I look at that and say, hey, if there's nothing wrong with the staff, because now your bullpen isn't as taxed because you got guys that go deeper into games, that there's no question in my mind this team is ready to do it again. 
because of the level of injuries, the, the the frequency of the injuries, the fact that we haven't even seen Michael Brantley play, and like I said, I've written him off and don't even expect him to after he was a guy that was supposed yeah, to he, he's a solve an issue, right? He was supposed to solve a problem with a corner outfielder. And you're going to be relying on a younger Corey Jolks or even a Jake Myers to go with a Chaz, who was a stud in the playoffs last year, but we know still has tendencies to kind of phase out a little bit. There's too many other good teams in the American League this year as opposed to just waiting on the Yankees or waiting on one team to where if they don't do anything at the deadline, my confidence level is going to go down quite a bit. It is where I – it's it's not that I don't think the talent's not there. If those three guys are just what comes back and they're guaranteed healthy and you make nothing else at the deadline, that's where we get into, like, the nuance of just back to how tax – like, how much how, – how these arms are taxed. Like, they're just like they've thrown so much this year, last year, first time in their career. Like, how does the bullpen and the rotation withstand going into the World Series again or even just the ALCS with what they have right now? It's not the lineup. Like, if the if you don't trade for a bat, I'm cool. Like, if Alvarez and Altuve can come back and be healthy, I think this lineup is good enough between Diaz and Alvarez and all these guys. Like, they they can be good enough. It's really it's the arms that I struggle with. That's that, what like I'm if they don't, well, and, if and they don't make the, a move. It's the it's the amount of arms, right? It's it's numerous guys, right? You weren't necessarily going to count on McCullers, but you knew you had Garcia, and so you had Hunter Brown in his first full season. You didn't even know you were going to find or need a JP France, but because of the fact that it's multiples, Urquidy goes down after Garcia goes down after McCullers goes down. Now you're going well. I mean the luxury the Astros have that most teams don't have, but if you're taking three-fifths of your starting rotation and taking them down with injury, and now you got question marks all over your number two and, and what Javier can do, that might be too big and insurmountable of a stockpile of injuries to come back from if you yeah. don't do something. No, it's a lot, and and I think almost the maybe the better way to phrase this is if they come back and then you make a minor move. Because... I would be stunned if the, the Astros staff needs more than a minor move. I agree. I I just I'm really I'm really fascinated what Dana Brown's going to do because he has said multiple different times. Look, and the way he's asked some of these questions, like it, it leads to answers that lead to flashy headlines, but I don't think always give off like his truth. It's like you know, like if you put a gun to your head, would you get a starter or would you get a left fielder? I and said he, I'm starting with a uh, pitch. And he because said starter. Yeah. I just believe that Altuve and Jordan coming back, it wasn't like major injuries to where I believe that once they're back, they will stay back and they will be who they always are. And you will have guys that it's like making a trade that make your offense better twofold, literally. But you have to address the three guys that you lost and ain't coming back in in the case of two of them. Or Katie, you don't know what you're going to get. So I believe that you have to make at least one move and it can't just be an any, just a so-so starter. You got to get an above average starter because you don't know what you have at the top other than Fromber. Yeah, this is where like when you go back to the Hunter Brown conversations of expectations versus like reality of what he is. Fans wanted him to be Cy Young winner already his first year in the league. But when you talk about like World Series, this is where you have to alter your expectations for Hunter Brown. He's not proven yet anywhere close at any point in his career just so far that you can He's the third guy in the rotation to win the World Series. Like, you can't say with confidence that Hunter Brown is that guy yet. And that's where you have to add someone and you have to hope that Hunter Brown 
gets back on track and and like well, kind well, of well, reshows you. Question: that. What's more important? And we can get this after the break. We can answer it. But I would say, what's more important to you, or who's more important to you? Javier being Javier or Hunter Brown being that guy? We hit on that next. He's Joel Blank. I'm Joe George. It's the Killer Bees here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Tiger-friendly radio. And he said, well, obviously you want to watch the guy with the big one. I said, well, you ain't that straight. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. All right, Joel asked the question. Joel and Joe here with you. Jeremy's gone. Um, He'll be back on Monday. He's not gone like everyone else. Um, Joel asked the question. If you could have one... How do you want to phrase this again? If you could have one be at their peak... If you, you could only have one that gets either to their their peak or to where we've seen in the past. Javier, Hunter Brown. Oh, I think it's so easy. It's got to be Javier, right? Yeah, he threw two no-hitters last year or was part of two no-hitters. Well, he, and he was dominant in the playoffs. Yeah, like he helped throw a no-hitter in the World Series. When you needed it most, he helped throw a no-hitter against the Yankees. He has it. He has Cy Young stuff. He can't go lengthwise, you know, seven, eight innings sometimes because his pitch count goes higher. But Christian Javier, when he's on, he's so nasty, and I've seen it. Like, the fact that, like, what he did last year in the World Series, and I know it was not a single no-hitter, but those two no-hitters from last year, he's on a different level. Yeah. I, I love Christian Javier, and, like, I still believe. See, I'm stunned. Jeremy and I were talking about the fact wagon. that Jeremy was encouraged. I was a little discouraged because it wasn't his fastball, though I was happy that his fastball was back. Yeah. But part of the reason why he was so dominant was because of the difference between the two pitches and how effective his off-speed and secondary pitches have been that I didn't think it, they were. So, to me, it is an easy answer. But I know that there's just a, like, the, the Hunter Brown mafia keeps building in terms of he's, you know, again, believing that he's Cy Young worthy, believing that he's the next Verlander, and thinking that, I think for this year, for this team, Hunter Brown is kind of a luxury that makes you think about more of a 3-4 starter than a 1-2 but without Javier, you if you're Dana Brown, you got to up the ante and you got to be more aggressive to get a dude no, to make this team have what they need. To- totally agree. Like and because you're also just you're hoping that like let's say with Javier like it's really like the reason why his fastball is not vanishing in the way that it has in the past. It's just like it's a mechanical thing. Some of that stuff's like really challenging to fix. And same thing with Hunter Brown. It is challenging to fix mechanical issues in season sometimes. For sure. And I think that you it comes down to your pitching staff, your video crew, how elaborate you get into it, but more so how open to it is the pitcher. Because a lot of these guys, and you talk about the old school guys, the Scherzers, the Verlanders, they're the guys that say, don't worry about me. I know how to fix me. I've been doing this a long time. Whereas if it's a Hunter Brown... You need to be open to any and all oh, possible sure. suggestions and solutions. And if you see, if they see something, you need to work on what they're asking you to work on because it could be the difference between you being that guy or you being a guy that we can't count on. Yeah, and and, and these guys will. When do you 
as someone that like pitched in college, like you did, how much is there like what's that line for you of like over tinkering? Where it's like, yes, you have to figure out what's wrong, but is there is there a threshold where it's like, look, we just we can't fix this this season. Like it's it's gonna be too extreme so, to change right now. Like we saw last year with Jeremy Pena, his leg kick was so different early in the season to where it was at the end of the season. It was dramatically Hitting different. so different because of the fact you're only expected to succeed 30% of the time. And yeah. so you can be more quirky and like it's either Kyle Tucker changing from changing to batting gloves or like you said, a, a leg kick here or there. When it's pitching, you still have to be so precise that I think it's one thing if it's an injury because that's going to limit you in terms of what you can do in terms of maybe breaking pitches or if it's your forearm, your elbow, your shoulder. If it's mechanical, you're going to try, but you're also going to know. Like, if you can't throw it, say it's, say it's a, a curveball, okay? Say you're not throwing your curveball like you used to, and, and your coaches start tinkering with you to say, try throwing it this way. At a certain point when you get back into games, you either don't have the confidence, because confidence is so big when you're pitching, too, to believe in all your pitches. Yeah. If, if you know in your head, and you think this is not working right, it doesn't feel right, or I can't, it, I'm not, this is not going to do what I need it to do, you just take it out of your repertoire. You become a one less pitch pitcher. Now, instead of a fastball slider, cha- uh, curveball changeup, I'm taking the curveball out and I'm going fastball slider change and trying to adjust on the fly because it's in season. If this was the off season, now I'm going to work on every day the muscle memory and the, the, just getting your body used to being able to throw that pitch that way all the time so that the next season you're ready. You in season it's very tough to do. Yeah, look, and here's a, and here's the thing about Christian Javier. Like, we have a debate here going on in the Twitch, and it's twitch.tv slash ESPN975 between uh printer all star and Poncho about you know Christian Javier and if he's nasty enough to really be that great. Here is the thing with Javier. He had last year two elite pitches. And there is a fair question of can you be an ace on a staff with two elite pitches? And the answer is often no. But the results told you last year that it was enough. The problem, Joel, is obviously that when you lose one of them, you don't have that third pitch to really go to. Your arsenal is just depleted. Mm -hmm. Like you just don't have that other thing to go to that you know, a Justin Verlander has and a Framber Valdez has, if you only have two fit, two pitches and one of them's not working, you're just in a bad spot. Uh, so here's what I'd say, Joe. The other thing, because I hear people say, well, it's been done. Well, you could do it a different way. Look, you're not Mariano Rivera. You're not coming in to throw one inning, to throw three batters, to be two-pitch guy with plus-plus on both pitches and just be done. You're talking about starting pitchers. You're talking about guys that are not only eating up innings, but getting results and expected to do it for five-plus innings at minimum. And that changes everything because we see sequencing become a deal. We see how teams when they fa- and pitchers, when they face a team with a lineup the second time around, the third time around, you got to do things different. you got to throw things different. You've got to be able to place the, you know, position things different where you're throwing your pitches. Starting pitching, it's much more elaborate, and it's much more demanding. And so, therefore, it's harder to take a two-pitch pitcher and get six innings and expect to have three innings or less. I mean, three runs or less. 
And so that's why it's even harder for the guys we're talking about to get right. All right, let me... 8924 on the text line. Okay. Do you think Javier just isn't built to be in the rotation all year long? He wasn't in the rotation all of last year and pitched great. This year he is, and look how he is holding up. This is the first time that Christian Javier has not started the season in the bullpen or at least gone back and forth between the bullpen and the rotation. You know, so last year he was pitching one every five days basically to start the year, but he wasn't going five, six innings and going 80, 90 pitches. It was shorter. And then when they expanded to a six-man rotation, like and he came back in when they played every day for it was like 25 days, that's really when he joined the rotation full-time. Is that a question you have, Joel, or... Because for me, it's not. It's like there you can still be that starter, and and now you have to maybe change. Maybe the Astros realize they have to change their plans with Javier, but like I still believe he can be successful on a consistent basis in the rotation from day one of a hundred and sixty-two game season. I, I think it it isn't what I would point to. I think this is a guy that's gotten a lot of use since he's become an Astro, and I think that we've gone back and forth in the past trying to explain and get people to understand how difficult and taxing it is to do both of those jobs, to go from a guy that has to have his arm ready every day, back-to-back days, possibly three out of four days, to then going to a guy that only has to be ready every fifth day, to then going back and forth, which makes it even worse, and then going on a sustained run in the playoffs to win the World Series where you were basically emptying the tank and doing things you wouldn't normally do, doing it later in the year, longer and more games, more pitches thrown. Now, suddenly, on top of that, you're going to be a full-time starter, so now there's going to be more innings and more taxing on your arm that way. That's why I think it was more a case of like a dead arm and just too much work and too short of a period of time for a guy that has not done this for a whole lot of time. So that's what I'd be more concerned with than saying he should, you know, he started in the bullpen a year ago and then was a starter. Is that is that what he should be doing? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I wouldn't say so either. Like, I, I don't think there's any reason for to believe that Christian Javier needs to be that guy. It is just, it's it's interesting at this point in time that, like, the, the data we have in front of us is that he's been at his worst since he's been in the rotation. And, and I don't think you'll really, we wouldn't really have an answer to that question until, like, the Astros get knocked out in the first round and then Javier's bad again next year. And then I think there's more of a question. But just for now... It just seems like a giant what if about Christian Javier. He's Joe Blank. I'm Joe George filling in for Jeremy Branham. Coming up next, the Wheel of Bits. What will we do? I have no idea. That's next year on the on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. You hooked up with it. You decided to marry it. I told you I wasn't into it. You said it didn't matter. It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits, kibbles and bits. I'm going to get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time for random question. Here's Joel and Jeremy. And Joe. <laughs> All right, S2D2 says it's time. Oh, you understood what he said? Well, because I told tell what to say. Oh, that's right. Why is gallery furniture calling me? What it says on my phone? I didn't order anything. I'm gonna ignore that. It's probably spam. Come on up to app. What about nothing? Digital Parker. Back, back, back. Go to slips by today. Get it tonight at the Astros Look, win the World Series. You get all your money back and more. Mattress Mac. I'll call you back when you stop being a hypocrite and legalize gambling in Texas. Thank you. Wow. Um, I just don't like how he bets all that money on the Astros. And he's like, people in Texas shouldn't do that. 
Why, man? It's a little bit. You're right. Oh, come on, dude. Like, I like you, Mac, but I want to gamble on games. Um, so we're doing random question today. Yesterday, Joel, was the anniversary of the release of The Dark Knight. I saw that. It is arguably the greatest sequel of any movie of all time. It's arguably one of it's this I, to right. me. This is like you get giddy. Over it's this the stuff. best comic book movie of all time. It will never get touched. It's it's perfect. Are you like Jong and Michael oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Michael yeah. into all the Comic Con and all that? I mean I don't go to Comic Con, but like the movies I love. Okay. Um so the question I have for you today is what are your favorite things that are better than the original? It doesn't have to be a movie, but like Godfather Two is widely considered better than the original Godfather. I all think. of them are great. They are, uh, three's okay. Three was just okay. I can see, you see taking it, a look, but all three movies. Three were Godfather Three is good. It's just it's it's just not as good as one and two. So it like it gets crapped on a lot. I feel like I think like the first the first one is still my favorite personally. I think I, I would agree with you. See, I I do like two better. I think the first. For Rocky movies. I will say I did not do Godfather until the pandemic. Really? I never watched it. And then during the pandemic, they put all three on Netflix. And I was like, well, guess what? Once you start watching them, you can't turn them off either. They're fantastic. It's funny. This reminds me because, like, I don't know. Do you guys ever check your Facebook memories? Like when, like, you see, like, things you used to post? I mean, I get them thrown at me so I don't have to go check them. So, like, I just check because it's, like, what dumb things did Joe say in high school? Oh, okay. Um, But, like, like when I was in college, me and my buddies, we went and saw when the third Batman movie came out of this trilogy. So, The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. We went and saw all three movies in a row. We found a movie theater that, like... Dark Knight is the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he's, he's... phenomenal so, in that movie dark Knight rises it was like it was like at night it like it released at midnight so starting at like five o'clock they showed uh the first batman then dark Knight, and then dark Knight rises one two three in order it was awesome we're gonna move with you for like I'm not 10 in, hours yeah and i couldn't do that uh, it was so great could not do that would not do that and should not do that in my opinion so the question is what things are better than the original steph curry to del curry great answer that is a good one. Uh, we Josh and I came up with Ken Griffey Jr. I was going to say Ken Griffey Jr. Ken That's Griffey my favorite Jr. baseball player of all time. That would definitely be one of them. Uh, we got Terminator 2. I would agree. Terminator okay. 2 is better than the original. Rick Brunson better than... I mean, Jalen Brunson better than Rick Brunson. Oh, we're just beating up on dads right now. Right? Well, that's what we're supposed to do if it's a sequel. Vlad Jr. to Vlad Sr.? Yeah. Is that fair already? No, because Vlad, Vlad Sr. is a Hall of Famer. But I feel like Vlad Jr. is going to be well, better than Well, that. that's like saying Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer. And, and, well, okay, that's like saying uh, Mahomes is already the greatest of all time. That's so tough because I feel like Vlad Jr. will. I guess we're projecting. Peyton so. Manning to Archie Manning. Definitely. Now, Ooh, Eli's a, a different one. story. Yeah. yeah, not Eli. Well, but Eli has two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. Archie, I don't think, ever made the playoffs, but he was a hell. He took a beating, and he was a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, I guess you could say Eli is better. I think so. Is it mean? Am I going to be? I'm a. I'm gonna sound like a mean person right now. Speaking of the Mannings, can I already say Arch Manning's better than Cooper Manning than his dad? Not fair on Cooper Manning because I know he, he, he was hurt. forced to stop playing because of medical issues. So am I a terrible person? Yeah, probably. Well, probably before that, but I'll say Arch Manning better. Than the original. Okay, I got... This one is probably more towards Joel. Um, LaMelo Ball over Lonzo Ball. Hmm. 
Which ball brother are you taking? To, uh, to me, it's it's Mello. Uh, I think Lonzo may never play again. I love this one here. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You over Dolly Parton's. Oh, Whitney's is way better. Way better. That way, is a way, way, perennial way all-star. That is a great, great one. Yeah, when you talk musical remakes, and right now with the country song that is remaking Tracy Chapman's Fast Cars. It was Luke Combs, by the way. We talked about that earlier. That's someone, who sings that? Someone texted it in. Uh, um, I don't like him because he wears a Vikings hat. They're fine. They don't bother me. I don't like him because they're in our division. They're just irrelevant to me. Okay, but so are the Bears to me. Fair. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre. Sequel better than the original? I think so. I have those arguments with my buddies all the time. I've got one of my best friends, Mark, is a massive Brett Favre fan and will not have it when I'm like, just look at the outcome and the result. I know Favre did what he did. Rodgers is a better overall quarterback. All right, I got one here for you. And I hope it's ended now and he craps the bed. You had him at number four in your top ten quarterback. I have to be honest about his abilities doing a radio show. I want him him to suck. That's fair. Uh, We got Lethal Weapon 2 better than number one. Probably okay. fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think Josh is on the right path here. There's musical songs that were. Oh, yeah. I don't know why when I came up with this question, the first thing that popped into my head was that Honey Nut Cheerios are way better than Cheerios. You think? Yeah. Honey I don't like, I don't like, I don't like either one of them, but I think that Honey Nut Cheerios are better because my kids eat them all the time. So I know that they're better than regular Cheerios. Yeah. Like, I think that's way better sequel to the original okay I'll, I'll pick a candy i like tropical skittles over regular skittles fair i was gonna go peanut m&ms better than normal m&ms agreed my wife would fight me on that but peanut you know, m&ms sh- should just be the main m M&M m my kids now. don't like peanut m&ms either they just like the regular ones and i think that my daughter do- i mean my wife brainwashed my daughters let them stay in peanut m&ms right. are better yeah no peanut m&ms should be the like the the yellow bag should be the go-to, the, the go-to yeah. like brand for M and M's. It's significantly better than like no one goes to. Oh, I got a tough one that people are gonna. Okay, Coke Zero better than regular Coke. Oh, that's a bad. Take. I, I will say this. As See, as someone, a Midwest guy, I agree I say, with you. That's a bad take. But now I have acquired a taste for Coke Zero being close enough that I think it tastes good. See, my thing is like Coke Zero versus Diet Coke is it's not even close. Well, Coke Zero is way better. But like it's not, um, it's not like it's, I just don't think it's just goes regular Coke. There's nothing that replaces a soda that can take rust off the handlebars okay. on your bike. What came first, regular Coke or a Mexican Coke? Regular Coke, like the one that comes in the bottle. Yeah, reg- regular Coke. Right? Is that regular Coke? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you it define. Is, it does taste different. Like the one, like you go to like the one that's like it's called Mexican Coke. In the bottles? Yeah, like the ones that come in the skinny bottle. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The That's, smaller or the short bottles? or the, the, totally, used to be, They used to be 16 ounces? Yeah, but it's totally different than what you would get out of, like, uh, the liters. It tastes totally different. Well, but that's because of the fact that any soda in a plastic bottle tastes different than in a can or a bottle. That's true. Um, Tex-Mex over traditional Mexican food on the text line. That's wild. That's pretty good. I'm 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 going traditional Mexican food over Tex-Mex. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm Tex-Mex. I think I'm Tex-Mex as well. I know my family but, isn't, but I'm going Tex-Mex. Unless it's like a hole in the wall place, like those places that like just like I honestly I think some of the best like Mexican food you can get is from like a 
the ones that are like by like the food- a, a standalone mom and pop. Yeah, like a standalone. For sure. a- absolutely. Like I like the ones that are like food trucks that are like outside a gas station, just like on the corner. See, I don't of, trust like- that for the hygiene part of it. I know, but it's still I, but t- I would definitely dude. say that a standalone mom and pop restaurant is going to give you a, a far greater valued food. I mean, tasting food. Jeremy Branham is the type of guy that would say Space Jam 2 is better than Space Jam 1. Oh, my God. That's so mean. He's taking some, he's taking some serious shots. 1984. Today. And I'm here for all of it. Um, Dr. Pepper cream soda to Dr. Pepper. No. No. No, 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 no. no, no, no. That's a bad no. take. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Someone asked, like, Ice Cube or his son. See, like, you got to ask these kind of questions earlier in the show because this is where you needs a lot more thought-provoking. I know, but I like because I really believe on Josh's point. There's a lot of remade songs that are better than the original, and when you go back, you don't even realize. Oh, that was made before. Oh, so and so did that song first. And by the way, Prince did a lot of songs. He also remade. He gave his songs away to people, and then he actually remade them later better. Uh, I'm trying to think like other like I'm trying to think like what would be a good example. I think I actually I think uh, and Prince actually gave. Nothing compares to you to Shana, uh, to Sh- uh, Sinead O'Connor. There's so many things that like where it's like that. That's why I don't understand industry. how you can hate on him. I, it's not. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hate on him. Oh, I think you did. I just said he's not like top dog. You just Cody Stoops a little bit there. Ah, I don't think I did. I didn't giggle. Well, but you made a very high pitched voice. Not that high pitch. Maybe. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's like all I can think of. Uh, sequels better than the original. Anything in like any teams? Like, what do you mean? Like, like you're talking like teams that have moved cities, like the Texans. Like they're not there, obviously. I'm just. Oh, you mean Texans I'm over not, Oilers? Time out. I need to rephrase that. I am not saying that. I'm using that as an example. Wouldn't Wouldn't it be Ravens over Colts? That's good, right? That could work, right? I mean, the Colts had Johnny Unitas, but the Ravens got a Super Bowl and all of that. Uh, pink lemonade over lemonade from 1970. False, on the text false, line. false. There's no substitute for real <laughs> lemonade. Pink lemonade is well. Just I'll leave it there. Uh, wheelhouse without no, not real. Oh! <laughs> I didn't read that one. Way downtown. I didn't read it. Kind of you did. No, I just said wheelhouse. Without. Is that what they call in professional radio a teaser? Jeremy would read the whole thing. I'm not. No, he would. He'd stop right about where you stop. No, he would read the whole no, thing. No, he would not. Um, I was gonna. So I was trying to think like Astros jerseys, like sequel better than the original, but they've had so many different jerseys. Old that Dell I don't versus even... New Dell. Well, but that's same Dell. Yeah, but New Dell's back, or Old Dell's. What I'm back. saying Old Dell versus New Dell. It's actually same Dell. I think I just broke my headphones. That's perfect. Nope, they're fixed. Okay, all right. Here's Joel Blank. You can find him on Twitter at Pacman Joel. I am Joe George. You can find me on Twitter at Joe George Radio. What? Is what sequel is better than the original? Whatever you want. Movies, sodas, candy. We'll continue that and we'll wrap up the show here. It's Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Fighter of the Night, man. Hey, man. Oh. Teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. 
Can we get to that, please? That question. I want you to say it just like you said it in the break, Joe George. I didn't say anything. I said in the summer in Chicago, we would we would be Ah, you don't adjust it. We would put a tea bag in no. the milk jug. That's exactly right. That's you're childish. I said, well, you know this. I said, are you sure we're talking about sweet tea? My sources tell me that MVP first half, Mauricio Dubon, just hit an RBI single in the Astros game. Um, all right, a couple things on the text line here. Um, Jeremy Payne just tried to butt that went three rows behind home plate. Of all the ways that this question could have gone. Who thought it would be putting your tea bag in a milk jug? 0754 <laughs> saying single life after divorce is not. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Man, depends on who you were married to, I guess. I mean, the sequel is better than the original. Man. Because I would go the other way because I'm halfway married. I would say married life is better than single life. Absolutely. Um, all right. Also on the text line, 8739, Mighty Ducks 2 over Mighty Ducks 1. Oh, Fuji's version of Killing Me Softly versus Roberta Flax. I'll go with that. You know, it's so funny. Like Josh and I were talking in the break, just like trying to think of songs. That's what I said. There are a lot that we're not thinking of, but that's a good one. Um, there was the uh, Michael Vick one as well. Philadelphia oh. Michael Vick over Atlanta Michael Vick. So pre so pre jail post jail. Oh, uh, I think personally, I think post jail was better because he was a better thrower of the football. I, I think pre because he did it for multiple years as opposed to one year in Philly. It's a good point. Like, um, that's so tough. I I don't know which era of Michael Vick was honestly better. I wish it was just continuous. Like, I wish he would like developed as a passer, like in the NFL instead of in prison. Well, but I mean, he did it to himself, right? Yeah. He's a jerk. He did it to a lot of dogs. It's, He's a terrible yeah. person. Very terrible. I would imagine that was a very contentious time in the Blank household. Didn't know her then. Oh. But I know that oh, it, yeah. it ain't going away. The That's feelings like- and the ill will, even when she sees him on a studio show. Yeah. Ooh. And I don't blame her, but I mean, and I get it. What would Man. happen? Like, would you be couch sleeping if we had him on the show? Like, no, would- no, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to shy away from an interview. Look, I do my job. It's, it, I'm not like, I don't know, happy wife, happy life. Right. But my wife is also not going to have a problem if we have understand that from a sports perspective, we have Michael Vick on the show and I'm interviewing. All right. Dr. Pepper shake at Whataburger versus any other shake. It's a tough question because it's really I feel like it should be like chocolate or vanilla shake. I'll say it for you. But Jerry's no. a big strawberry ice cream over any other ice cream guy, too. And I, that's again, it's I an acquired taste understand. that I don't understand. But I don't understand a Dr. Pepper shake. But Wait, do you I, not like it either, Josh? I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'll take a chocolate milkshake over it. There any you go. Day. I'm with you. Or vanilla. Okay, Dr. Pepper shake at Whataburger or the Shamrock shake at McDonald's. Oh, that's easy. Dr. Pepper shakes. I don't like the Shamrocks. I don't like mint. And then there's the pepper. In a lot of stuff. What's the Chick-fil-A one? Is it peppermint? I think so. That they do for Chris- around Christmas? I mean, I think the Dr. Pepper shake is elite. See, I would go Coke float over root beer float. Good call. In way, a heartbeat. Way better than the yep, original. Without a doubt. Um, Jim Crane over the previous owner. Great call. Great call. Great call. Ooh, Derek. Ooh, Is Cal McNair or Bob McNair? Mm. Cal ain't won nothing, so it's definitely not the answer. It'll be Cal if he ever wins anything. But Cal hasn't done anything good or bad, whereas Bob had a whole lot of behind yeah, the scenes. He's just bad. like a little racist. Yeah, you know, say, a whole lot of behind people. the scenes bad, even though he understood football a little bit more. Um. Johnny Cash, Hurt hurt Myself is better than the original, but I don't know who the original yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, 4624. 
the Bulls' second three-peat greater than the first. Ooh. Was it? I mean, you were... We were I mean, talking about this before the show. You don't lot. remember a whole lot. I wasn't of it, alive for the first title. I, would I mean, pro- I mean, I think that you beat better teams, probably. Anything about the well, but oh. you also consider that they had the greatest regular season until the Warriors did it, but they also finished it by winning the well, title. Wouldn't you say the Rockets, the second championship team, was better than the original? I think so. With Clyde, uh, with Clyde, absolutely. Yeah. Having okay. lived through that, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that. I think that you had a flip flop. You had a really good regular season team that overachieved in the playoffs in 94. And then you had an underachieving team that made a trade in the regular season in 95 and then just blew the doors off of everybody when Clyde and Akeem got settled in. Yeah, I, I don't think that... Um, I don't think that's even like really that close, right? Well, I like Minute Maid better than the Astrodome. For baseball. I, I or wish baseball. I, I wish I could like really answer that. Because it's like... We, we talked about like concerts, well, but I'll say this: like I like Ener- NRG and Minute Maid better than Astrodome. See, I just, I guess, I can't. I don't have a take because like, we talked about concerts that they want, like you wish you could go to, like if any sport. Oh, you never thing, were in the dome. I've never been. In the, I never okay. got to go to the dome. I, I hadn't been to Houston until the day I moved here. Okay. When my boss or, or the old boss, I guess he still works here. He's just not my boss now. Um, when Larson offered me a job mm-hmm. to move to Houston and work at Gal Media in 2015, I had never been to Houston or Texas. Well, that's the same thing when I came to and the And I just like was like, yeah. I picked some like dumpy apartment, lived there for two years, had no idea what I was doing, and just like moved here. That's what, ha- that's what happened when I took the job with the Rockets. I-, I flew in from Portland, and I had never been in Houston before. Summit, and- or, Summit or Toyota Center? Oh, easy Toyota Center. For sure. Really? I mean, you talk about the amenities and you just talk about, look, the the, the, the summit, church. the old summit and the old Orlando arena mm-hmm. were the exact replicas of each other. The only suites they had were so far up at the top of the building that they were really like not, they were horrible seats and they weren't really suites. When you've got 90 suites in a building and you've got, you know, all the things that the Toyota Center had and, and has, and all the different, you know, VIP lounges and restaurants and all the different amenities that go with it. It's a no-brainer. I'm going to take a guess at this one that fajitas are the sequel, but I don't know. What, what are fajitas the sequel to? Tacos? Yeah, I think so. If that's but the like, case, then I'm in. I think fajitas are awesome. Yeah. Way better than tacos. I love when the fajitas come out sizzling, too. That's oh. the best. Oh, you know you're going to eat good when that's you the ever case. Make that, you ever just make the mistake, though? You what? accidentally touch it? That's what? Like, are you talking about the tea bag and the milk jug again? No, or you, oh. no. Like, you get like the like the black thing, the the, the skittle. It's not a skittle. We were both skillet. Skillet, right? The skillet. Right. You ever actually touch the skillet though? Huge mistake. Why I, would you do that? Why no, would, just like first of all, why are like, your fingers near the food? You should use your fork or use the. No, just like I think one time, like I think I spilled a drink and I just like reached over and I think like oh. the, the back of my hand caught it. That sucked. There might not be a worse pain in the world than a burn. A burn is tough. It, it definitely is because lately if I've been cooking on the stove and there's like a small piece of something, you're like, let me get that off of there. And then you realize you probably made too much contact with your finger or your thumb. And you're like, oh, my God, it's going to hurt for days. Uh, a lot of people are jumping on this this thing about the summer. Yeah. They're saying mostly the con- they're saying we got two people saying the concessions are better. We're better at the, at the summit, summit than at Toyota Center. 
Really? It surprises me. It surprises me a lot because there's a lot more concession areas. Maybe it's just a price thing. I think, well, that's and for that's sure. Like, and that, that's but that's like revisionist history a yeah. little bit. I mean, that's inflation. Yeah. So I don't know how you can go with that. Uh, Taco Cabana over two pesos. Are there any new jerseys you would prefer over old jerseys? Oh, duh. Yeah, that's a that's a really good call. Uh, see, I don't. Think, but I, 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 I don't. I wouldn't do it with the Astros. I still love the Tequila Sunrise. I would bet you the answer to this would be no, in large part, that the prequel, that the original is always better. I would say with the Rockets, the original is definitely hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls, yep. Now, the Astros, these new uniforms, based on all the different iterations that they've had previous, but going from Tequila Sunrise to these, I would say that these are better as a whole than the Astros uniforms back then. What's your favorite? So, you have the Tequila Sunrise. I don't know what they call the Blue and Gold Star. Take um, me back because I don't remember. Did the brick. Astros wear the Rainbows home and road, or what was their road jersey? I don't remember. Was it just an all gray? I feel like it was, but I don't yeah. remember. I think that I personally just like looking to like when you go to a store and you see like the white jersey with the gold star and it says with the Astros across. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my personal. The blue favorite. and gold ones. Yeah, those are my personal favorite Astros jerseys. Really? Yeah. I don't I don't think most times. I, don't I didn't think, like the brick red. I, those, I, I wasn't a big fan of the blue and gold, but I love the tequila sunrise with yeah. the orange hats. I don't I don't think most people would say that like oftentimes new jerseys are better than the originals. Like, the Atlanta Falcons is a great one. Like, the, the black and just the plain black and red that they wore, like, when they went to the Super Bowl in, like, what, 99 or 98 or whatever, anything that they've had and what Michael Vick wore when he first was a Falcon is 10 times better than, like, what they have now. It's like, I think I think jerseys, they've gotten, they've tried to get too cute. Did Brooklyn, is Brooklyn's Nets uniforms now better than the old Brooklyn, uh, the, the old Nets uniforms? Yeah, anything Brooklyn Nets is better than New Jersey Nets. I agree with that, uniform-wise. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, stadium's way cooler, too. Yeah, you're right, though, because, uh, well, no, you know what? I would say that the Bucks uniforms, when they did the Astros version on the sides of the jerseys, were better than the old school, just Christmas Bucks uniforms of, like, Oscar Robertson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I love this one. 0163 Pickle, better than the Cucumber. Agree. Back. That's a great one. A good call. All right, here's Joel Blank. He's on Twitter, at Pac-Man Joel. I am Joe George. You can find me on Twitter, at Joe George Radio. Thanks to Josh Chavans for producing for us today. I'll Thanks, be Josh. back tomorrow. Uh, Patrick really? in on Friday. Jeremy's back on Monday. I'll admit it was a good thing. All right, Cole Thompson and Brad Kellner up next on The Wheelhouse. See you tomorrow. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. Toss a coin to your witcher.